This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business Affairs Podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful and brief. In this episode, we have Ayat Barodi, Head of Serial Marketing at Fishbrain. Ayat, welcome to the Business Affairs Podcast. Hi, Artie. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Great. All right. So, you know, there are lots of apps in this world. Take any app, for instance, a calculator app. Yeah, there are maybe tens of thousands of people around the globe that use it daily, but they don't know each other. They just use a relatively simple utility app. On the other hand, there are apps that are used by a big community of people. For these folks, the app is not only a tool to solve a specific problem or address a need, but the place to connect with other people and share their experience. So, but before diving into this topic, uh, let's talk about you, Aya, first. Tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, I can tell you. I just want to say that was a really nice intro. Uh, yeah, I've I've been in marketing for a little over uh, nine years now. I started my career quite young, uh, but I've actually studied computer science in uni. So my background is in software engineering. But after graduating and working with it a bit, I kind of realized that wasn't really my thing. So I quickly went back to marketing and especially CRM. But it's been like super beneficial to be part of both of these worlds, uh, especially when you're working in an app company in a startup. And currently, I'm heading the CRM marketing at Fishbrain. So my job is basically uh, responsibility over the middle and lower uh, part of the marketing funnel. Uh, and that's everything from retention to growth and conversion and uh, monetization as well. Well, I see. That's great. You have a coding background, at least a little bit. You know the yeah. both worlds. You can better understand whatever, whatever they're saying, whether constraints they may have, kind of a mindset, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you're more familiar with the different technologies and what's possible and what time frame and so on. And sometimes like, especially CRM, you, you sometimes I've had to dive into some code, uh, not recent years, uh, thank God, but before, like in the more junior years, I was able to do that as well. Okay. Now, give us a quick intro into what is FishBrain? Yes. So Fishbrain is, it's the number one app for people who love fishing, basically. The app is, it's a very comprehensive fishing intelligence tool. We're also a vertical social network. Uh, so it's for all types of anglers, both professional ones or beginners or, you know, people who just want to learn more about fishing. And we have a huge community right now, over 10 million users. And uh, probably our, our most uh, advanced feature is the interactive map that we have. And it will tell users, you know, when to fish, where to fish, what type of gear or bait they should use, and, and a lot more. Uh, so it really helps the user get better at fishing. And that's, that's basically our goal. And we also have a marketplace where people can get fishing gear uh, that's been rated by the community themselves. Mm, cool. Do you have any idea about the... Uh... Sorry, not, not, not the idea. Do you have any age restrictions, like uh, how young you can be to use an app or how old you can be to use the app? Well, it's a very, it's a family app. So we have quite uh, young users as well who are really uh, into phishing. So it's open for all ages. Of course, I, I think there are some restrictions from Google Play and such, but it's very open to different ages. 
All right. Well, as I as I see in the core of Fishbrain, there's a community, right? Right. Like you said, there's a there are people of different ages, different geographies, all over the world. So, uh, how do you manage to maintain such a diverse user base from a huge pool of anglers around the globe? How do you manage to keep them engaged? Yeah, it's definitely not simple. Uh, I mean, you know, everyone is different, of course. And there's also on top of that, so many different types of anglers. There's different types of fishing methods. There's people who like to only fish a certain type of fish species. You have, you know, different levels of people being more professional, people just learning how to fish. And then you got, you know, the app is also packed with different features. So we got different types of users using different types of features as well. And then on top of that, we have, you know, of course, demographics like market and age and, and things like that. So it's it's very different types of segments that we have. And I mean, because of this, we've, we've realized that it's the most important part and the most crucial part is to actually have a very good app onboarding. Uh, because with it, with an app onboarding, you can both you know educate the user about what they can do in the app, what they expect in mm-hmm. the app, but also understand you know what type of user they are. So uh, I mean, of course, it needs to be short and easy to go through. You can't have like a super long onboarding either. So you have to find that balance. But we try to ask users questions that are both you know beneficial for us to know, that are also fun for the user to answer. I mean, everyone likes to talk about themselves. So we try to make the user's needs at the center of the attention. Uh, so that's been our goal. And I, I think it's paid off to focus on this. Like based on the information that we get, uh, we're able to create very personalized and relevant content and CRM flows for these different users. Uh, I mean, it's, that's instead of, you know, just being annoying with very general communication that might be mm-hmm. irrelevant for different types of segments. So I think personalization is key and the more information you can get from the user in a nice way, that's the most important aspect to be able to, or that's the most important thing to be able to actually uh, target different types of users. So you have to remember that the, your user base is very diverse. Uh, these people are different. They have different, they have a different expectations. So you're making sure that you're delivering something special for each of those folks so they can find something special for them, right? Exactly, exactly. If you just uh, send the same communication to everyone, it's, it's especially with an app like Fishbrain, because it's so packed and, and because it's so different, like we have such different user personas, you have to be, be more on the personalization side of things. And I mean, when I say personalization, I don't just mean like throw in the name and a subject line of your newsletter. Like uh, that's not personalization. What, what I mean is like you, you make sure that you bring them the you show them the value that they would appreciate the most, right? So you would focus on the features that they would adopt the fastest, basically. Yeah, I see. So there's definitely a communication between uh, users, right? They can uh, exchange stories, they can ask questions to each other, right? Yes, yes, of course. There's no such thing as over-posting on Fishbrain. Uh, you, you can brag all as much as you want about your uh, fishing adventures. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine from the offline world, uh, <laughs> I'm not an angler. I'm, I'm kind of on the other side of this equation. I love fish, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> I like to catch fish. So okay. uh, <laughs> from what I heard and read before, people do like to brag about, you know, how big was the fish? Like 
that the whole the whole thing, like the experience is really important. Not only the reward, like per se, the, the fish, but the whole thing. Okay, so now let's talk about CRM specifically. Let's demystify this yet another acronym marketers use. So what is CRM? <laughs> Yes. So actually, if you just Google CRM right now, most of the stuff you get is about like B2B uh, CRM, like Salesforce and stuff. So it's I'm not sure even if it's the correct uh, word to use anymore for, for apps. I mean, for us, it's more customer lifecycle management rather than relationship management. But and even for those people who do understand this difference, they still kind of assume, oh, what it's about sending out a newsletter or a push notification. But it's it's a lot more than that. I mean, CRM touches on many different areas within a company. It can be, it can get very technical. It can play a huge part in product marketing and you know, feature adoption and brand positioning, as well as how you continue the journey for a user from the moment that they see an ad, download your app, register, and then mm-hmm. how they engage and convert. So it's it's a very broad and I think it's still kind of developing as we go like it's it's still a never ending progress of uh, a new technologies coming out just for CRM specifically. So uh, cycle is the key the keyword means that you're this actually leads me to my next question cuz it's about the retention because yeah. for a number of years app businesses was pretty much all about growth growth and one more time growth then the app market began kind of to gravitate towards profitability, meaning there are only that much of people uh, you can attract your app. And if you're losing them, your business is not sustainable. You're not going to be able to make any money if you're losing your user base quicker than you're getting new clients. Uh, even with the same speed, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You should make you should make priority for your business to retain those people. Because mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, uh, on average, it takes like, seven times more uh, in terms of, you know, um, investment to find a new user compared to just retaining the one you're, you're having at the moment, right? So what role does CRM play in this picture? Yeah, it's a very interesting topic, I think. So CRM is definitely getting more and more attention. And it's more important now than ever, I think, because of this shift. So for apps that do it right, it, it can be a key factor towards retaining users and ultimately you know, driving monetization and making money. I mean, we've seen a lot of companies who are getting a big amount of growth, but still not really making uh, much money. So you need to focus on the huge amount of users that you're getting in as well. I mean, of course, to turn your users into paying customers, you need to have a very good product, first and foremost. Right. Uh, but you also right. need to strategize around how you can provide great value and what you're offering and how to present that value and, and at what time you should present that value, because that will make a huge difference. I mean, you have to look at the user journey as a whole and kind of identify opportunities in it. And if you can identify kind of like your aha moment that will get your users to understand the value that you're offering and see why they need it, that's the most important thing. I mean, you have to find that valuable moment in your service and try to incorporate a way to monetize on it. So like if I, to give you an example for us, mm-hmm. a user uploading a post 
of the fish that they've caught, that has been the North Star metric for us. So because it gives the user like a sense of attachment to the app, a sense of community, and, and also really makes like it makes the user understand how these different features on the app connect with each other and how they come together to provide this amazing tool for fishing. So and and also it's a very positive moment. Like they've just caught a fish. This is what it's you know all about. So it's a very high, high value moment for us. And uh, it's great opportunity to highlight how much more awesome features they can get by subscribing to the paid plan. You like, in fact, I don't think it will seem intrusive to remind them of what they can get by purchasing something at that point, because you just gave them a positive feeling. This is your chance to to offer them something even better. Just from the top of your head, can you talk about uh, have you done any research why people leave, why, why they abandon your app? I mean. In your case, I mean, if they're happy with the app, they should keep using it. I mean, if it's an app for uh, traveling, certainly there's a cycle. People are booking their trip, and for a certain number of weeks, they're engaged, then they're abandoning the app to the next trip. So it's kind of a natural dynamic. But when you're f- uh, into fishing and you're you really love the app. Basically, there's no reason why you should abandon it, right? But people may turn away. Some of them, like, they may stop using app for a while. Do you have any idea? Uh, is there any research why they're doing it? I mean, it could come down to, of course, like you don't have a very good UX, like you need to have a good user experience. So that's something that will stop the user if they can't figure out what to do. So obviously there's a lot of product related stuff, but if we talk about marketing and like uh, CRM specifically, it could be like they could, they could get very overwhelmed and not, they're not guided enough through what they can do in the app. So mm-hmm. that overwhelming feeling might, might make them feel like, ah, I don't know, this is too much. And they, they much just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's your chance that's gone. And on the other end, it could also be that most people who fish are very protective of, for example, the spots that they fish in, they don't want to share that. And so mm-hmm. we've, We've always tried to highlight that, of course, you don't have to share your that that your uh, you know choice. You can have that hundred percent private the the spots that you uh, fish in. So also that kind of messaging coming across to make people understand that you know their control of of what they're doing in the app and uh, also that they of course understand how to use it. So bringing us back to this point that you really have to understand that people. Who are using your app? Uh, what's important for them? What makes them using your app in the first place? And uh, how good can you follow uh, their needs uh, and make the place good for them? Like, if you're using, like, a, for example, a Kindle app for books, uh, I don't think I'm going to be deleting this this app because I'm grabbing, you know, each month a new book, and this is the place where I like to read a book. It's con- convenient for me. I never lose the page. Uh, I left the book uh, from a previous reading session, and uh, the, the font, the uh, you know, the, the color of the paper of the book, like everything, uh, do work for um, yeah. to make this experience good for me. So, if you all, if you make sure that all components of your the experience you're creating for your user on an app are good, so. Only in the case if he stop like he he's dropping his interest in fishing, which is not which is unlikely. Otherwise, yeah. he there was no reason for for him or her to leave. Right. Right. Yep. 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 By the way, do you have a lot of uh, female uh, anglers? Any success uh, on that? 
Uh, we do. We do have our female anglers. Uh, it, it is a, a bit more male. Yes, of course. Uh, it seems like that's uh, how it's been before, but things are changing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of the up and coming like female anglers that are professional ones as well. So that's awesome. definitely, yeah, yeah, it's changing. Okay. Now I've got a few quick funny questions for you because we've covered the major topics. So here we go. Are you iOS or Android person? Android all the way. I used to be an iOS person, uh, but then I was working at a company that, at an app company where Android was mainly the device you should use. So I was kind of forced into it. But then uh-huh. after that, I never left. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's good. You're, you're finally increasing the Android camp on this show because previously, like the majority of yeah. folks are in iOS. Yeah. Included. But yeah, that, that's good. Um, and I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me it's Microsoft <laughs> Windows Mobile or I have to wait Nokia. Time. <laughs> no, no, it's not coming back. What was your first mobile phone? I think it was probably most people's first phone as well. Nokia 3310. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. But I was like super cool kid because I had that phone. Like, and and I remember it's it was so good too. I remember once like I was running to school and uh-huh. I dropped it and it uh, scattered oh. into like a million pieces. Like even the buttons were everywhere. Just oh. picked it up. I'll put it back in and everything worked just fine. Like, just give me one phone that still does that. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's impossible. Yeah. Gorilla, Gorilla Glass 30 or 40, I, I don't know, <laughs> in, in its <laughs> deep feature. Okay, what is your favorite app and why? I think my favorite app would be uh, Spotify. Maybe that's not a very like a very normal answer. I think it's most people's favorite app, but it's not a very appy app. But it does what it needs to do. It's easy to use. I like the colors. They're like easy on the eyes. I love their uh, Spotify Wrapped or Rewind. I'm not sure what it was called that they did like around New Year. And yeah, and also extra points for like making the um, the control buttons huge when you drive. Not that you know you should do that, but uh, uh-huh. it's a good thing that they thought of. Yeah, that, that's for sure. What about the most overrated app? I mean, not in general. Uh, I mean, but for you personally, like if there's an app you tried uh, for a while and then you thought, no, it's what well, was what's the hype about this app? It doesn't work for me. That's uh, yeah. you know, your expectations were, were different. Yeah, I mean. Actually, I don't like Facebook Messenger. I don't know even if, if anyone does. I'm not sure. So maybe it's not overrated, but uh, it's just a very, it's so annoying and clumsy. And I don't know what's the point. I don't see it. And all those ads uh, coming out from um, out of nowhere. Yeah. Pretending just, to be your, your friends. It needs a lot of work. Okay. What new app technologies are you most excited about? What's, uh, what, what is on the horizon you're waiting for? I'm most excited about, I would say, eye tracking. So there's this company called Toby. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they have, mm, no. like, uh, they're the world leader in the eye tracking. They have like assistive technology that helps people with disabilities to like mm, be more mm-hmm. independent and to communicate better using this technology. So I actually, first I, I, uh, I was at a woman in tech conference a few months ago and they were one of the sponsors. So I got to try one of their like software. It was just so amazing. I mean, 
I mean, it, eye tracking, it's, it feels like it's been around for a while, but it was just so amazing to try it. And it's so easy. And, and, and yeah, I loved it. So excited about that. All right. And was it Android or iOS? Right now they have their own hardware, but they also, I think they've, oh. they're trying to make it so that you can integrate to like any device, integrate mm-hmm. their software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see. So it's, it's not mobile-based at the moment, but they're getting there. Yes, yes. I think they're getting it. Actually, I'm not sure. I think they already have apps. I'm not like super. I just remember trying it and really, really liking the, the technology. But I'm, okay. I'm not super sure of the specifics. Don't want to give any false uh, information. That's, that's important tech for sure. I see why you like it. Well, before I let you go, uh, how people can know more about what you do? Well, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. I would love to get in touch and then have a conversation with people about anything uh, marketing. Or you, they can also get in touch with me at uh, fishbrain.com. That's uh, okay. basically it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Thanks a lot for, for your time and coming on our podcast. And thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that was Ian Barodi, head of CRM Marketing at Fishbrain. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you'll be able to get new episodes in your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. See you next week. This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.